Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Who Writes This Stuff, a podcast old enough to vote and buy cigarettes for underage kids. My name is Nick Flora, and I'm coming to you today from Pentaveret Studios here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I am occupying Pentaveret, the uh, the space uh, where my friend and past podcast guest, uh, Andrew Osenga, usually works from. Uh, he is currently in a spaceship uh, making a record, if you haven't heard. You should go check out ilikeandy.com for that. I'm absolutely serious. Uh, today was a big one for me. I wanted to talk about this really quick. Um, and I'm extra chipper for a reason. Uh, as some of you who know who follow me on Twitter or, or Facebook, uh, I, Nick Flora, at the age of 29, had my first cup of coffee. You heard right. I've never had coffee before this day. That's right. This guy had it today, first time. That's why I'm kind of jittery. Uh, after years of playing coffee houses and even working at one for three years, um, I finally had a cup. And it was okay. It was all right. Uh, it's an acquired taste, I hear. So we'll see. Uh, I wanted to say thanks to everyone who came out to my recent shows in Johnson City, Tennessee, in Baltimore, in Powhatan, and Alexandria, Virginia. I played a week of shows, uh, uh, house shows, actually, up the East Coast and, uh, and back and had a blast. Absolutely one of the best tours I've done in a while. I had so much fun. Uh, got to hang out with a lot of cool peeps. Uh, like what the kids are calling them peeps these days, um, not the Easter candy. Um, I even met some uh, podcast listeners, so uh, thanks to all of you who, who came and said, hey, I listened to your podcast, because that uh, is reassuring that somebody is actually listening to it. Uh, I'd love to do more house shows uh, after this one was such a huge success, so if you're interested in booking one and having me come and play in your living room, uh, email me at booking at nickflora.com and let's work it out. That'd be sweet. Uh, I would love to do this more and more. It's really fun, uh, really intimate, and uh, really fun. Uh, so that twice. Today on the show is Daniel Ellsworth from the band Daniel Ellsworth and the Great Lakes. Uh, he's a good guy, a guy I've known for a few years, and uh, they're a great band here in Nashville and doing some cool things. And uh, Daniel is also a member of the acapella group The Collective. Uh, that was recently contestant on NBC's The Sing-Off um, this season, the one that's currently happening. Uh, so we talk a little about that, as well as growing up in a family of musicians, uh, which is interesting. And uh, we give a thumbs up to Katy Perry and a thumbs down to Nickelback. And all around, have a great talk. So uh, here it is, my chat with Daniel Ellsworth. <laughs> There's water out there if you want it. Man, look at you. I know. You get the name this brand is... water. I get Kroger water. <laughs> is that what is it? The Kroger brand? Deer yeah. Park? Yeah. No, it's not even Deer Park. Mm. It's just drinking water. It's good to know good. because I was about to bathe in this. But that's, yeah. that's clearly not what it's for. Yeah. You got a haircut since the last time I saw you. Yeah. I think that's the shortest I've ever seen it. Probably. Is, it the, is that the shortest it's been in a while? In a while, yeah. Really? So, there was a period. There was some. There was some summer where I w- it was so hot, and I just couldn't deal with it. This was like maybe four years ago that I just sh- shaved it all off. How'd that go? Did you have a girlfriend it, at the time? Yeah, I was married. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. good. Well, that's why you do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. You don't make bad decisions dealing with your physical appearance. 
right on a whim yeah if you don't at least have something locked down yeah yeah exactly (laughs) well dan thanks for thanks for coming on the show yeah thanks yeah no problem dan is it dan (laughs) daniel what do you what do you got i mean these days it's it's daniel it's whatever yeah but i mean both both names are yours both names are yeah you know elementary school i was danny Mm -hmm. oh really yeah probably Mm -hmm. even through junior high high school i was dan and little danny matthews yeah Danny, wow. Danny Jr. How American. It's very American sounding. It is. Danny Jr. So your dad is is Daniel. the first. Yeah, yeah. So, so you got Daniel Ellsworth Matthews Sr. Really? Daniel Ellsworth Matthews Jr. So why why go with the middle name instead of the last name? Uh, well, I <laughs> when I first started writing songs in college, um, things that I wouldn't wish for anybody to hear ever, but... <laughs> oh, we have them. We will be playing them on the show. <laughs> I don't think you have them. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody... I could probably Maybe. figure out... A, I you don't know. Probably find... I know. I know enough Belmont people at school yeah. do, but I could probably find them. That's probably true. Uh, but we... Uh, I would I would play shows as, as Dan Matthews, mm-hmm. and... Um, I mean, already I knew it was way too close to Dave Matthews, but then you have... Oh, I never put that together. Yeah, but then you have everybody... I think we could also because it's so close. Everybody spells it wrong. Like my last name has one T. One T, yeah. As opposed to two T's. It was just a, it's so a convenience. Different. Oh my gosh, what are these people's problems? Yeah, what are their problems? <laughs> Dave Matthews. But everybody thought they were, you know, that they like invented They're the, the first. joke. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bro, crashing to me, man. <laughs> yep. Never heard it. <laughs> That's a song. That's a song. Good job. Go pat yourself on the back yeah. in front of traffic, please. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And Ellsworth is enough of a, a different name. You don't hear much anymore. Like it's kind of a throwback. Yeah. Name. You know. It seems like there would be like maybe an Amish kid named Ellsworth or something like first, first name. name. Yeah. Ellsworth. I like that story in better. From, in like... from the fields, Ellsworth. <laughs> or or maybe like some maybe not Amish, but some like little you know. New England kids. Yeah, but... Little prep school. Yeah. I don't know. There's enough to it that... Yeah, but Dan Matthews... I mean, Dan Matthews is a good name. I never put... I'm, the, I'm not... I don't dislike the name. Yeah. It wasn't... It wasn't... That's not... You know, it wasn't like a, Yeah, 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 yeah. But as a perf- performer, yeah, I understand. It's just an interesting trend that our I... Our guitar player just recently... Oh, really? Is... Yeah. Using Does he do his own name. stuff, too? Or is uh, it just... I mean, a little bit, but he, he just... Just for... For... He's... Uh, since he joined the band, um, that's he's using his his middle name just because his last name everyone gets wrong. What's his last name? It's it's Capel. Okay. But like K A P L E. So people always like Cap Cap Oh Kepla, yeah Cap- yeah yeah. Capla? Come on, man. I don't know. <laughs> the B- <laughs> the, I made that up. He's the American. Be like, no, no one's ever done that. Oh, I he's just... not. He's not going to say this. I promise you, he will. I didn't invite I didn't invite them. I don't care about the Great Lakes, okay? <laughs> I'm here for the namesake, all right? But you are in in a band. Yes. Daniel Ellsworth and Daniel the Great Ellsworth Lakes. And the Great Lakes. Which is a great band name. Thank you. I have to say. I mean, there, that is also, like, I mean, there's a long tradition, you know, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And right. Of, of, like, guy's name and... Ampersand or whatever. Yeah. And, and the Grey Legs is a good one. I mean, I've definitely seen some, you know, you see ones that are like, hmm, that's kind of cheesier, but. And also because you are from the Great Lakes, yeah, Lakes area. That, that's the Great Lakes area, right? Yeah, totally. I, I am famously, I'm, for some reason, I I didn't pay attention in geography when it comes to that part of the country. And so I've had people on here from Wisconsin and be like, 
Like, so what's Detroit like? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if it's from I don't Wisconsin. Know. It's not in my state. Yeah, I'm like, oh, shoot. And I genuinely, like, I have a shirt that says Minnesota on it, and I went up to that guy. I was like, hey, I wear this for you. And he's like, I'm from Wisconsin, man. So <laughs> Close. I know. Like, General oh, area. I can't remember where. <laughs> just that whole area. I mean, you know. It's all the same. It basically. Lakes. Thank you. But is Wisconsin, was Wisconsin by a lake? Yeah. Is it? Because I, I seriously, like, it's a complete blur yeah. up there for me. So the, I, I know. Lake Superior. Wisconsin and Minnesota yeah, are. Border. Okay. Each right. other. And then up Lake Superior. Is this is really both. good. I, I like how I was I was making fun of the uh, American school system with the capital misspelling, um, not being <laughs> yeah. able to pronounce it, and I don't know where. <laughs> I'm almost 30, and I don't know where states are. Yeah. Uh, you grew up in St. Paul, not Minneapolis? Yeah, I'm, well, really, I it's grew up the in the area. suburbs, but oh, really? closer to St. Paul. Yeah, okay. 10 minutes from St. Paul. So, how did, closer uh, to Minneapolis, but it's, you know, we're 10, 10 minutes from St. Paul, 15 from Minneapolis. So yeah, I mean, you might as yeah. well. Where, uh, uh, what did your parents do? What did they do? Yeah. Like for, yeah. Uh, my dad or, works or in, now. Yeah. Now still, my dad <laughs> works in the newspaper industry. Really? Yeah. He worked, f- uh, for the St. Paul paper for a lot of years and then he worked for the Minneapolis paper for a lot of years and now he runs his own company, um, working in the newspaper. Like he didn't start his own newspaper, but he works yeah. in the newspaper industry. Um, and, uh, and I grew up. A lot of my childhood with my mom doing uh, daycare, like daycare at your house. Yeah, like in our really house. like school age. Yeah, daycare, which was like cool at first, you know, because like we were all kind of like the same age, you know, when she started doing it. And then when it got, then like when I got older and the kids were the same age, then it was like you know, it was terrible. That's yeah. I had a, one of my best friends growing up had his mom ran a daycare out of their house, and it was insane. Yeah, I mean it was it was secluded into one kind of area that they built on but it was but it, you know every once in a while one of them would get loose kind of run through the house <laughs> find the fridge yeah exactly like oh man <laughs> yeah it was now she, now she she is an office manager for my aunt's dental office so so pretty much the same line of work <laughs> yeah yeah dental office <laughs> daycare it's kind right. of it's kind of the same thing right so where did uh any like musical talent or like musical inklings, I guess, come come about in, the, in your household? Yeah, um, our I mean that's I my whole family is is musical. Really, on both sides. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's like um, uh, family gatherings are like the Partridge family. Really, or something. like it's bizarre. Uh, you know, I mean it's 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 fantastic uh yeah brothers and sisters too i have i have a sister i have a okay. younger sister um and and we both uh I mean, we both grew up playing piano um i learned guitar from my dad and from my mom they both play but we mm-hmm. we grew up in uh, uh singing and playing in their church choir because they they did that like i mean that's that's what they did and do every week my dad plays guitar and sings in the church choir oh sweet and uh and then everyone on on my dad's side of the family plays guitar and sings. Really? And, yeah. My cousin. On so my it'd be side. weird if you didn't. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like it'd be weird. I think like my cousin um, uh, from one of my cousins from my dad's side and 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 me are are probably the only two that are um, pursuing it as like full time. Oh really? Yeah. But um, what's your cousin do? 
he well he did is he 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 went to Berkeley College of Music and studied songwriting and he was an artist for um for a while and now he lives in Massachusetts and plays in some bands and also um is really involved uh with um teaching music to uh like children in the community. Okay. He, I thought you were going to say that he was Dave Matthews. Like, <laughs> like, oh, well that's why you get the comparison. Yeah. My cousin Dave Matthews. Um, he put an extra T in there to throw it off. Oh, what was your first instrument? Was it guitar? No, it was piano. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I played. I started piano when I was maybe eight years old, and and studied classical piano for uh, I don't know, fifteen years. Okay. Maybe. My first two years of uh, my first two years of college, I was that's what I was doing classical composition still. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always I always sort of knew that that wasn't. I love classical music. It wasn't what I loved to play. I was always, right. uh, I was always playing. Um, I spent like you know the better part of my junior high years trying to learn Ben Fold songs and, mm-hmm. and, and and that type of thing. And then in college, I started getting into jazz. Eventually, came down here to Nashville, uh, to Belmont, and ended up getting a degree in in jazz piano. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. There so you it's go. it's documented. It's, it's documented you, you, somewhere that you know how to do this. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's documented. Really expensive document. Yeah. No <laughs> joke. No joke. So I mean, how quickly did did writing come about? It was a pretty instant. Oh yeah, right. That was the question. Yeah. No, definitely not. I I, I always I, I toyed with it like all through through college, sort of. Um, I mean, I always. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, I was kind of maybe knew in the back of my mind that that was something I would that I would like to do or like to try and. And, and, but anyway, but yeah, I think by the time, um, by the time I, I finished school, I mean, you know, it wasn't until the time I finished school at Belmont that I had, you know, this sort of this conglomeration of songs that I had written and I was like, I should, actually, I was actually, when I graduated, I had somebody, I had, um, someone offered me, uh, I was actually going to potentially miss the grad, like miss graduation because I was offered a full-time uh, country gig, really? Um, yeah, but I was gonna have to like move to Tulsa. Um, what? Wait, what was the gig? It, playing for some country artist. I don't. I don't know really. I Just don't playing know. like playing keys. Yeah, and playing like, keys. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's like to be like in the band or whatever. How did that come about? What? Uh, I was just. Who heard you? I mean, it's national, so I mean. Yeah, I mean, I my when I was in like school, I spent most of my time like playing outside of school. I didn't do a lot of stuff okay. like at Belmont. I was doing. You didn't play Curb Cafe every Thursday <laughs> evening or something. <laughs> I had to, I have played Curb Cafe. <laughs> oh, we all uh, have. Yeah, yeah. We've all made that mistake. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, so it was kind of like that was on the table, and then I had these songs that and I was like, kind of. It, it was one of those things where it was like, well, what do I want to do, sort of right now, and and ended up finding, um, finding somebody. Uh, Mike Odmark that I had to, to oh, yeah. do my first record with not having any idea what I was doing I didn't yeah. know I don't you know I, that's I mean I knew what I was doing and I mean you know I had these songs I didn't know what I was doing when it came to recording I didn't right. know you know I just didn't I just it was your first time in the know. studio it was your first time doing yeah you know like you, you, you do like I can you hear other music and you know that you like it or don't like it and you know why you like it it's good but you know, I guess maybe maybe it was more that it was just my first project, but it was, I you know I was like I don't know I don't even know if these are good. You know, yeah, I like yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I I like that I came up with them and that right. here's these these things that I created. But like, you know, I don't know if I don't know if they're good or not. Did you record before you played any shows with those songs? 
Had you showcased um, them in any way? Like where you I probably that? had. Okay. No, I probably had played like a couple of them. Okay. You know. Yeah. But but probably but but mostly not. You know. I mean, you know, any of the shows that I played before recording was Curb Cafe. Or right. Or, yeah. Like Cafe Coco. I remember like. Yeah. I remember coming in, into town and like that legitimately like friends who all my friends went to Belmont there was like maybe five of them and they would all they would always set up shows like in the vicinity of Belmont yeah so it was like yeah they would book me a curb cafe upstairs every time yeah yeah Yeah, seriously and I was just like yeah I played Nashville people were like where and like curb cafe and they're like yeah yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and like oh it's not playing in Nashville isn't just serenading people over their curly fries (laughs) like (laughs) we should set up a show there like, see what it's like. Oh my gosh! Back I, had, I had a buddy that came to town. Uh, he was on tour and he played. Somebody set him up a show there. He had a booking agent that set up a show there. He's like, "What better than playing a show at Belmont? You know, yeah, where everybody plays." Yeah, no. And it was. I went and it was. It was pretty sad. Yeah. Mm. It was just. It was sadder than I remembered. Yeah. Sad kind of thing. Oh, uh, no. But anyway, <laughs> have you ever done that? Have you ever been like the sound guy? No. You were like, or are you any I, kind of tech guy at all when it comes to really? I I mean, by default, I've sort of had to be when we've had to like you know, the shows where we have to run our own sound sure. or just run, yeah. you know working with just a small PA. But that's that's about. So you know how to plug into the wall, yeah. plug some sort of instrument into the PA yeah. system. Maybe a direct box or two. Maybe then you're then you're getting. Into, I know. I'm it gets, starting. It gets, starting to sweat. it gets a little convoluted. It gets a little convoluted. Yeah, that's about as far as I go. Yeah, too. I, we have to hook in monitors. Wait, like, where do those go? And then when subs come into the equation, yeah, just uh-huh. forget it. Like oh. we don't need it. <laughs> yeah, we. Well, it sounds fine. <laughs> it sounds fine. Like it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, that that was always my and it's always I always felt like the odd man out not knowing like tech talk. Like, yeah, geeking out over little every little thing of how like a guitar is built or like yeah any or an amp like yeah. oh this amp is just like mine that I had blah, and blah, so and so except for mine had these tubes with the blah blah blah. Yeah, I like, still I don't. don't, know. I, don't I, know. I still don't know. I, I'm still that way. I, but answer me this: Do you know how to fake a conversation through it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> big time. That's that's what I've become really good. That's at. what you. That's where you go to. <laughs> so, you're like, man, I don't know. It'd be probably be easier to learn just do the math and and read the books and learn how it all works than to just be like, oh man. Does yours have the... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. letting people finish your sentences. Yeah, right, exactly. Or just be like, that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't have any further to go with this because yeah. you went all the way with me. You know? Yeah, I'm so... I'm, I'm really good at faking conversations about guitar pedals. Oh, my gosh. Because I literally... I don't know. I can't... I don't... I got... I mean, I got nothing. Yeah. You know? Uh, or, I mean, anything. People think, and maybe I should know more about key, the ins and outs of keyboards because that's, that, that's mainly what I, what I play. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like... I'm like, I always tell people, I, I like the keyboard I have, but I mean, yeah, that's like, no. it's like default. Like that keyboard yeah. was like given to me, like as a, like my family gave that to me, like as a, like when I graduated high school. Is it the one you still have? Yeah. It's the one I still have. That's awesome. And like, it's great. It's a great keyboard, but yeah. it's, I would love to have more keyboards, but they're expensive. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> same way with guitars. Like, yeah, I, I finally have, I mean, I had the same guitar from it's the only guitar I owned for a long time <clears throat> from high school when I started playing until two and a half years ago yeah so about about nine years so yeah maybe you know give or take nine years eight or nine years and uh, and then finally uh, I had a friend be like listen 
like your show's fine, but your like guitar is working against you. And I was like, he explained a lot of things to me. And I was like, oh, I never had an idea. And so he's like, let's go get it. Save us some money. Let's go get a new guitar. And I had no idea how how much since that guitar was given to me, I had no yeah. idea how much guitars cost. And it, I got a like a really substantial discount. Cause I caught the store on a great day, you know, where they're having a sale, and I was still like, yeah, nervous of paying as much as I pay. Right. Just, oh my gosh. Even though it's like my job, like it's the only thing that I'm doing, so yeah, I should have the best thing. Yeah. To you know, and it, and it was an immediate. It was seriously like driving for eight or nine years on all four flat tires. Right. And then getting brand new tires. Yeah. Man, I can't be, wait for that like, day for me with guitar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you play guitar too? Yeah. So Do you play live? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, back and forth. Consequence, whose side are you on? The faithful or the fallen ones? Anyway, what's the difference? I'm tired of trying to please everyone. I hold my tongue. I cannot speak. I always was listening to music, just always. I always had, like, we would take family trips or go on any car ride. It's like I always had my like little box full of cassettes and my Walkman and then it was like my CD book and my Discman and then yeah um, I was thinking about how I haven't carried around a, a book of CDs yeah. <laughs> in, in so long it's true I kind of miss it in, my in wife a weird has, way my wife just like, cause she has I mean she has the iPod hookup in her car but she also has the, the CD so she like she pulled out like the other week she pulled out she's got it like in, you know it's in the back seat of her car like yeah. you know that, that style and she's got it in there and she's like Paging through it and putting oh, it in CDs. Oh, just the way that that sound. I can hear that sound of like the the pages moving yeah. back and forth, like yeah. <laughs> that plastic. Like there's something about that. I remember. I mean, that years spent sitting in my driveway right before I was late for something, but I was like wanting to pick a CD. Yeah. And like, exactly, you had to find the right one. Oh man. Yeah. I I finally got to the point where I just took like a shoebox, and we carry like ten CDs, and I'm like this is my CD selection for the month. Yeah. I used to do that. I used to do it with like the the, the oh the visor and the visor thing, and I would I would you know have like ten in there like and yeah I'd be like, okay these are what I'm listening to for like you know until I know these records like yeah exactly and I feel like there is value in that because you don't with MP3 stuff you don't really get into records the way you used to like yeah you, even like, though I even know, if you want to oh yeah and, know, like, and I think a lot a lot of it has to do with being young too when you're young you're I mean you're soaking up everything and then it gets yeah. to a point where like your brain kind of caps off and you kind of heard, you've heard basically everything yeah so everything you have a reference point for everything you know but there's a point when you're younger where you, you can pop something in and be like you know like track 12 on some record will would just be like you know it's like the 11 minute track where you're just like yeah. oh my gosh this just took me somewhere else and yeah and then you but you're and you keep going back to it because you, it's living in your car for the next little bit or whatever. Totally. And there's something about, you know, and especially I think there was even more dedication with cassette tapes because you couldn't skip tracks. Right. And fast forwarding was iffy, you could miss stuff. So you yeah. listen to literally listen every, to everything. Yeah. yeah. There's something to be said about, about that kind of technology. and uh, Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if there was a pivotal moment in ever for like, you know, this is like what I want to do. It just all sort of were there led, certain artists that kind of led up to that um, that, that turned you on early on. I mean, I mean, that's, I grew up on like James Taylor and, and Simon and Garfunkel. I mean, that's like what was like my parents. That's like what my dad played on guitar. Yeah, Cat Stevens. Like that's what he. That you know, it was probably more like hearing him even more than hearing the records, but hearing my dad play those songs. Oh yeah, all the time, just around the house. Any John Denver in there? Yeah. 
Yeah, my mom's more really? loves John. Because usually, yeah, like, yeah. he's the other guy in that group. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> totally, totally. Not not as much John Denver, but but you know, if there if there ever was like a, a moment that I like thought this is what I want to do, you know, I probably. I mean, Billy Joel and 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 like Ben Folds, yeah, you know, stuff. That's like, you know, that that was definitely big and like, you know, wow, I want to be able to do that. Right. You know, someday that was sort of in my head. You know, and and having people be like, "Well, you know, you know, stick with like keep, you know, keep keep doing the classical stuff. It'll help you." And, and right. So, which makes sense. I mean, that's that is kind of been. I mean, little I know, Ben Folds like that was his kind of upbringing too. I mean, he did all that. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, he he's kind of taught himself classically trained kind of stuff. But I mean, just the way his mind works, like he's such a. Like he's so focused and so just he's such like OCD perfectionist when it comes to a lot of that totally. stuff like yeah. training stuff. He's a drummer. I know. Yeah. That's originally what he. Yeah. So did that freak you out being like meeting him like through the sing off like doing that kind of stuff? Uh, it, or had you already met him in town a little bit or no, been in, run into not him really. Him? I mean, because he lives here. Met him as much as like you know anybody else has met him. Like, yeah. You know, see, and uh, but yeah, I mean, actually, when we were, I guess, when we were out there. Uh, out in LA filming the sing-off we didn't see him much I mean we saw him on the days that we that we filmed and you know right. it was you know say hey or whatever but it yeah. wasn't like a you know, there's tons of groups and, and you know it was more like they just kind of came and did their did their thing um, was there any kind of connection with him and you guys because you're both from Nashville was there totally like, was there a little like hey man like yeah totally I think so yeah. I mean we since 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 we we've, we've been back I mean he's you know we've We've gotten the chance to, to hang out with him and stuff, and it's yeah. been like, like actually get to know him a little bit, which yeah, has been yeah. like pretty crazy. Yeah, that's uh, insane. Like he came and watched one of the episodes with us. Oh, I saw a picture of that. Yeah, yeah. So somebody, he he tweeted out a picture of it or something. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's that's crazy. But I know that he is like he is so proud of Nashville. Like he's yeah, he's very much like this is his town. And so even with uh, like Street Corner Symphony last year, totally they did some touring like, with him. Yeah, like he was yeah. he's so supportive of the of the community and yeah, just yeah. I mean, yeah, really cool guy. Yeah, that's really cool guy. I've I've had a few run-ins with him or whatever where I've got to talk to him a little and. and yeah, that that was always my impression. It's like this guy doesn't have like you know it's backstage at exit in or wherever you know like I don't have he doesn't have to talk to me but you know he's nice enough to answer my dumb question or whatever yeah. you know whatever you know I didn't I didn't gladly I have not embarrassed myself too badly with him I will wait until he agrees to to do this podcast and then I will embarrass myself thoroughly I'm sure yes um, so but how did that how did that come about I, I remember hearing like murmurs of that they were putting together like a a vocal band or a voice band for the sing-off, but how did you, how did you get involved with that? Because um, there's so many people in town that are that are doing that, or the, or that can sing, you know? Yeah, no, it was uh, um, well, Jeremy Lister who was yeah. on last year with uh, Street Corner Symphony, who you're just talking about. He, um, I mean, he's he's just I mean, he's a friend and and of mine. And I think um, we all everybody that's that ended up being in the group, you know, was. He, he's you know he sent out a, a text to what voice part do you sing you know something mm-hmm. like I was like why are you asking me that that's a weird thing but you know it was like hey yeah. okay can cool can you meet at you know three crow or something like that right. so it's like okay cool thinking that like I think we all thought like we were just like meeting with Jeremy or whatever and like <laughs> everybody was one one everybody shows up yeah we all started shine up and I was like wait a second I was like Caleb Jones was there yeah and like Perrin Lamb like all these people yeah. who I know like from town. Um, not not like 
and, and then a few people like that I didn't know, uh, but just kind of heard heard of or whatever. And uh, you know, and there's, I don't know, there's probably like, I don't remember how many people at, at first, but he kind of just sort of explained like, you know, there's a show we did it last year, um, right? You know. And they did really well. Like they did really well. They Jeremy got listeners. Second. They got yeah. yeah they yeah, were yeah. up. And they yeah. Were great. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, they want like a natural group to audition mm-hmm. and like all this stuff and like you guys should you know try whatever. So we got together and, and tried it and like some a couple of us have had you know like acapella experience or like you know I choir grew up in some, choir. Yeah, they understand like the different parts of like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But then like some, but then like a lot of people hadn't. A lot of people were just like you know just this is just I mean they're. This, but this is what we do. We, you know, play our songs mm-hmm. and, and sing and, you know, this, like, but as that group, I mean, you know, even for people that had to, as that group, it was completely new, you know, and it had yeah. been so long. And I, you know, I've, even though you've done choir, like, that's so different from doing, like, modern acapella music. Yeah. Uh, and, and so anyway, we, you know, we, like, we got together and was like, oh, this is, this is cool. This, you know, this sounds pretty good, we think. Yeah. You know, question mark. And then we <laughs> shot a, an audition video and mm-hmm. they were like all, all about it. All of a sudden, they were like, you know, we want you guys to come do the show. And then it became like, at first it was just like, oh, let's, sure, we'll try, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, now do you say no to being on national television? Yeah, seriously. I mean, like, you know, even though it's, you know, and it's still, still, even when everyone that ended up doing it, even whenever that everyone was like, we, you know, we got the, the solid group or whatever. Even still, I don't think it really registered with any of us until, like, we got out there. Because, you know, it was like, yeah. we got out there, and then we were like, oh, wait, what? Wait, what are we doing? Yeah. Because, I mean, it was, like, it was like, get off the plane, right away, go in, you're singing for the whole uh, production. You're singing for the all the producers yeah. and, like, everyone for the show just in this room. And we are like, I mean, we are like, we don't, okay. <laughs> like, what's our pitch? Was everyone starting up? We don't know. Yeah, okay, fine, yeah. let's try. Let's just go for it. <laughs> was like there's groups that that I mean obviously every group wants to do well and there's I even mean, there's groups that like you know really really want it you know or whatever um, but it's you know for us sort of going in just 
being like walking into it being like this is just we're going to take this as a new experience yeah and just take it for for what it is we and, don't we and, don't know like if we go a few weeks awesome if we yeah. go one week cool well it's kind of like this thing that that is was relatively last minute and and like i mean you didn't it's not something you've been working on for years or whatever so there's really like no no stakes because you're just kind of like yeah. well you know if worst case scenario we go out there and we we get booted off the first time, like at least we did this thing that yeah, at least we did. This. I had no idea that I was gonna do. Yeah, you know, like that. That's how you have to view it. Like, yeah, the first time, the first time I, in my life, would imagine that the first time you sang a national perform in front of like millions of people is doing uh, acapella, acapella reality covers of top forty songs. <laughs> like what? Yeah, that is that that's weird. insane. This was like this was I was ended up being interesting. I'm so glad I did it just because um, it really was like on the like the music half of the show, like the music director and the arrangers and everybody involved in that were just I mean like so amazing, like really? some of the most amazing talented people. Like and they genuinely care about like the music. Like mm-hmm. you know that was it was it was cool. Like it was cool to see like forget the fact that this is a television show and that you know people are going to leave every week or whatever, like... You know. this, like, this has to be good. Yeah, it has to be good. Well, and, it, well, and there's no gloss to hide behind either. I mean, it's all yeah, voices. So right. everybody has to be spot on. Totally. You know, or it's going to be construed as a joke. Or, you know, I mean, with American Idol, they have a band. I mean, they have... And not that those guys don't work really hard either, but, like... Yeah. You know, there's a lot you can hide behind with, with little, you know, mess-ups when you're playing guitar or keys or yeah. whatever, like, when you have a full, like, you know, 18-piece band... But with, yeah. when you're doing just going out there and you've got singing, one person that's like, you know, that's yep. that's not sounding great. Then you're gonna hear it. Everything it makes. Was, was it like that when you guys were like rehearsing and stuff? Was there, you know, when you were working the songs together, were, were like moments where you're <laughs> like, holy crap, or what, like, did you do that where you're like, uh, uh, you know, we're messing up your part or something? Oh, totally. Yeah, I think everybody. Like, there's moments where, I mean, there's moments. Oh yeah, I mean, all the way up to the day of where you're like, okay, God, wait, what? Okay, what, what do we all, you know, what do we mm-hmm. happen, you know, that was crazy. That was, I mean, it was, it was intense. It was, it was way more intense than I thought it would be. How long were you guys out there? Uh, I think we were out there, we were out there for basically, I don't know, like a month and a half, mm-hmm. a little less than that. Um, like shooting yeah. the initial shows or whatever, and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, there, uh, there was a, like a week when we got out there, then we taped, and then a week, and then tape, and then a week, and then tape. Um, yeah. So you did it. There okay. was time to like work up the songs and like. Get, yeah, yeah. There's get, a week between taping. Yeah. Practice, oh, yeah, practice. yeah. And it's like, yeah, and it's super hardcore. Like, you know, like twelve hour days. Gosh, no one. Uh, it's 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 shocking that more people aren't losing their voices and getting like crazy sick. Oh, it was that. I mean, that was the whole show. Oh everyone. God. I mean, everyone got everyone by like the third week. Like, we, our group probably hit, got hit the worst. We had like. Someone with strep throat. Yeah, Rachel Lampa got. Rachel got. It was like on the show, like they showed like how she got laryngitis or whatever. They yeah, I mean, in. she was like a powerhouse. She like, she she powered through, and her. I mean, literally, she came to us like less than an hour before the taping was supposed to start, and she was like, because cause she she had been losing her voice a little bit, but mm. she was still knew that she'd probably be able. To, she came and she was just like, no, there was nothing. Like she was like, I can't speak. Oh my she could literally, she couldn't make a noise and like she went to the doctor like the next day you know after the taping whatever, and it was laryngitis and all this stuff um, which it was like the, the music director of the show got laryngitis he didn't have his voice for I mean it was like <laughs> oh my gosh girl, uh, some of the lead singers in the other groups got, got real sick um, too and it was yeah it was 
luckily that lasted like a a week and didn't you know but it was like right the first few weeks were so intense that they eventually just caught up with everybody you know you i mean i guess because you're you know you're just you're singing you're singing so much and you're constantly in these like confined quarters with all these people mm-hmm. uh that um but yeah it was i'm surprised that like there are more it wasn't more apparent like as the show progressed you know because I know how much rehearsal, you know, and yeah. it's pretty much your day. Is, you I know. feel like I'm, like, watching, like, watching, since we've been kicked off, now watching, like... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Because you're waiting for it to come out on DVD. Yeah, in case, you, <laughs> in case you're waiting for the DVD. <laughs> we got kicked off. We got to the top eight. Uh, nice. Which was awesome. Yeah, that is uh, awesome. We were super happy. It was awesome. Uh, they tried to, you know, the interview after, like, how sad are, you know, we're like sad like we think we did that was awesome yeah <laughs> like we went pretty far yeah <laughs> like, seriously <laughs> we thought we were going home the first week uh <laughs> no but they, you know they're trying to like get tears out of somebody they're like you know rachel how sad are you no nothing I mean, ruby aren't yeah. you sad uh um but no it's not i feel like we're, we're you know we're watching every week still uh you know performances that we weren't there for and, and see uh, there, there seems to be a, a, a different level of exhaustion for these groups. Like, I yeah. mean, you can see it, like, these, like, groups are, like, crying more on camera. Oh, my gosh. Like, probably from exhaustion. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's super intense. Yeah. You know, and then it's, like, the, you know, you have, like, these 12-hour days, and then you want to, you know, you should just go to bed, but everybody wants to hang out and, like, hang out with each other and mm-hmm. have a good time and stuff. So that's, you know, that that didn't help with it. Yeah. That doesn't help with the exhaustion, but... Had you been to L.A. before that? Uh, yeah, but not for... Yeah, just very briefly. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even really get to experience L.A. Like, oh, yeah. We were in Culver City in a hotel, like, between there and... The so- studio. Sony the Studios, and, like, that's... What else are they shooting on the lot? But they shooting... Is, there, is it one of those kind of deals? Yeah, you, totally. Did you say anything cool? Um... Like, let's see, it's where, like, we walked we walk past, like, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune every day. We saw community shoots there. We saw, I think, oh, like, a couple cast members from, um, somebody did, saw some people from community. Um, what else shoots there? Um, oh, they were filming, or they were, um, in, like, the stage next to us, they were, they were building the Batcave for the new Batman movie. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, like, you know, kind of, kind of peek in, and it's. Crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to not peek in. Crazy. Like, <laughs> so there's, like, the Ghostbusters car was on the lot. That was pretty cool. Yeah. The lot that we shot, the lot that they shot the sing-off in was where they filmed Wizard of Oz. So that was oh, really? Cool. That was kind of cool. It's where, the, it's where Munchkinland was. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. To be, like, I get to hang out in Munchkinland, basically. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I completely get, I geek out on that stuff. Yeah, I mean that was that was cool. Like that made it like, yeah, just a random sing off thing. Because I, I think like where they shoot Conan now is like where the Goonies was shot. Oh yeah, like, that's where his. So. I think when we go back, um, oh, yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm supposed to talk about that yet. Wait, oh wait, you guys are going back to do like a big? Are, is everybody going back to yeah. do like the big? I don't know why it's it, what. Yeah, like I mean that do that every year. Where like everybody, every everybody comes back. The top, and they, I think they just don't want us to say what we're what we're doing. Oh, but yeah, the, yeah, the top yeah. ten groups are, are. Everybody comes back and does like a number or something right yeah the top 10 groups are coming back and like yeah well, I think we'll be like on the stage right with with them like, like a reunion watch, yeah like film. watching them or yeah. whatever well that's not but I think that that film's at 
that found they 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 moved the entire set over to the Warner Brothers lot, which is oh, because it's live, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, which is where Conan films. Yeah, yeah. So hope you know, that's awesome. Fingers crossed. I know. going but yeah but you just, can't and keep, it just doesn't it's not that's not a it's it's you you guys it's a got stepping it. stone it's a it's exactly. something it's a career boost not a career yeah. maker and i no. think that's well you know it can be but but for the most part for the majority of the groups on the show or or artists or whatever i think that's you know you said that's what you have to keep in mind even the winner sure. like the winner that's yeah, not gonna make nece- that career it doesn't necessarily no. mean anything it yeah. might but it might not. You 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 know you got this exposure because you got to sing on national television for yeah. a set amount of weeks or whatever, which is awesome. And yeah. you know, but but uh, I think it would go back to Conan. Like I I heard him say one time, like it's not like he he blocks out his career not in like one pivotal thing. Like when he lost the Tonight Show, like they were, I think in, in his first interview or whatever, he was like, I always try to view it as like tiles on a floor. And he was like, and you know, building a body of work instead of like a one thing. Like yeah. He's like, I never even wanted, like when I worked at the Simpsons, when he worked at the Simpsons, he didn't want, he knew you know, this is an amazing job, but this isn't going to be what I'm known for. And, and you know, totally. SNL or even like late night show and everything he's done since then, he's like, this isn't like the thing. Like every night is just a small little tile on a larger floor. Totally. And you want to look back and be like, I did something good Yeah. as a body of work. Like I was true to myself and was being a creative yeah. person like and if you view it as that I like think that's I, how you need to yeah, yeah it's it's really like oh well that you know like because a lot of times when you're especially the, the way I, I every time i release a record like i think like oh this this has to be the thing that that puts me on some kind of a map yeah like you always have that i'm like mind. oh i hope maybe this is the one yeah you know, like oh I, you just you just hope that because you put so much into it every yeah time. it's yeah totally and then it doesn't and then uh, you know you, and not even two years later you're kind of like tired of the songs you want to write more and, yep. and get something new out there and you're not necessarily embarrassed about the old stuff but you're just kind of like no i moved past it i'm better and hopefully you know and and uh but you know it, but if you view it from that point from like the the tile floor kind of viewpoint like it it, yeah, it seemed, and, and it, I, that that whole analogy is a lot less insane. Like I feel like you can drive yourself crazy if you're like, it all has to be one moment, and that opportunity could be out there at any point. And I got to run it, you know. Uh, worth lightning and a strike. I got to be there. Got to be there. You know, you can drive right. yourself crazy. Right. But if you're just like, oh, I'm in, I'm in it for the long haul. Like I'm gonna do this till forever. Yeah. You know, or as long as I can possibly do it. Yeah. 
then what's the point? Like, you know, right. And that, in that scenario, life is long. Let's let's get to work. Like, you yeah. know, let's, let's start building a, a body of work. And a, yeah. I think, I think that's approach. A, a, I mean, a career, I think that's how you should approach a career in anything you're talking about. That's drawing, true. But yeah, but certainly, uh, a career in music, you know, and there, but that is so many people's story in this town. Like there's so many people in this, in this town, any industry town that gets completely, uh, kind of blindsided by cynicism or I think it's easy to it. I think I think people just I think I think people you know when, when you're dealing with something that's where it's something that's creative um, and it's something that maybe is so personal to people that they, that they they take it so much I don't know they take they take like you know if people are cynical about their you know people take that you know so hard yeah uh, when it's like I don't know I, I I feel like you. There's no reason to like. I don't know when you're talking about just completely, you know, opening yourself up to everything. I think, you know, I mean, the other side of that too is just like knowing that like, not everyone is gonna love what you do. Yeah. And like, not every, you know, and and. Man, I still struggle with that though. I know, but but like I, I mean, I guess everybody does, you know. But it's like, but also, but it's like that's okay though, you know. Like as long as you. Love what you do, you know, and like, you pour yourself into you it. You pour yourself into there it. There will be people yeah. who respond to that. Sure, everybody. I mean, everybody has their audience, and I believe yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Nickelback has taught us anything, it's that everybody has their audience. <laughs> have uh, you heard? You seen this uh, <laughs> petition? The Nickelback. Have you seen this? No. Explain <laughs> this to me. Uh, um, is it from them or is it? No. Okay, no. it's an outside petition. Uh, yeah. They're supposed to perform at an upcoming uh, Detroit Lions game at, at halftime. And, uh, and I think I know where this is going. <laughs> and somebody started a it's like an online petition. Uh, I started a petition to saying like we don't want terrible music played at our <laughs> halftime. And uh, and I, the last time I looked at it was probably like a week ago, and it had fifty thousand signatures. Oh my Fifty thousand signatures. So I can't imagine where it's at now. Oh, probably <laughs> double that. I mean, once probably. once word spreads of that, you know. Probably. I'm, if I've learned anything from the internet, is if. The people vehemently hate something. Yeah. Like you're gonna get, it's gonna blow up. Yeah. So I mean I, I yeah I talked about this before but I uh, like six months ago maybe not even that I tweeted something disparaging against the Kardashians and and, right. and pro Arrested Development and my name like blew, yeah like people blew up like that that tweet has been retweeted like fifty thousand times or something like it's still going like I got a, I got a notification the other day that it got retweeted <laughs> again it's crazy. Um, and it keeps you know it's just this, but people hated the Kardashians so much yeah. and loved the rest of the development though that Venn diagram of those two groups yeah, yeah. <laughs> eclipsed it just, itself yeah and uh, you know like it, but it's the same thing with that Nickelback there's probably so, enough people in the world you know or in Detroit that hate Nickelback yeah. that they're gonna jump on that and of course they still they're still one of the highest grossing tours so. oh they don't care yeah I I mean I think if if I could if I talk to Chad Kroger right now. I think he he'd be like, dude, I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I doubt he googles himself. He, he's pro- I mean, if he does, he's just uh, laughing at he it. He just or he just loves like, you know, when people say horrible <laughs> things about himself. He's into that. He's in. He's like a sadist. He's into like the, the pain stuff. But because yeah. uh, I mean, there are some really hateful things being said about Nickelback online. I'm sure. <laughs> but it's just yeah. But you know. But going back to that, I mean, there is everybody. Everybody has its audience, and you kind of have to, yeah, not worry about. Yeah, and every even with that stuff, thing. I mean, even it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, every, you know, everybody that does music is, or or 
that is, you know, really into music is, is, you know, on a certain level or at some point, I'm sure we've all been accused of being music snobs. Yeah. Um, which, you know, maybe we are, that's fine. Uh, well, there's some truth to yeah, that. Yeah, there's probably. some truth to that. But, you know, actually, you know, I saw, um, uh, uh, it's, this is, what, um, Gabe Dixon, he like posted the, just the other day, um, he might have just yesterday he posted something on Facebook or something that was like sort of something that I think would just you know see somebody like just write it out you know he just wrote he just said something he just wrote if you like it it's good music I saw that yeah 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 I was like yeah you know my first but here what's funny is <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pretty positive guy my first yeah. instinct is is bullcrap yeah my first instinct was like <laughs> have you heard you know, I know like, I, don't, I, know. I, was I like, don't, don't write that on don't it. reply a snarky comment <laughs> let it just be this beautiful thing like it's a beautiful sentiment, and like, and I've yeah. always, I've always said that like, because I I struggled for a long for a long time, like especially really starting to play music, and uh, the more and more bands I was meeting, and you know being in bands and you going on tour, you meet, meeting so many people, and like getting made fun of for liking bands that I like, you know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, like we don't, oh, we don't like Weezer anymore. I didn't oh, know, yeah. I, I didn't collect that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't check the collective unconscious to, uh, yeah, you know, or whatever. And like a buddy of mine that I was in tour with was just like like what you like screw everybody else like, yeah it doesn't matter it's like if you respond to it then then uh you know it's good for you and and i guess that's kind of the the sentiment there you know like, like i don't i don't even really believe in guilty pleasures like you yeah. know if something's cool <laughs> or catchy or fun like or it makes you feel a certain way that's pleasurable and any you know even if it's melancholy or whatever yeah. it is, if it's sad sack music you know if you like the smiths or you like you know counting crows like whatever it is like go with it and Katy Perry exactly like I feel like Katy Perry is is slowly becoming like the Justin Timberlake where it's like it's kind of totally. it's so freaking good like it, yeah. you can't deny like you know yes it's all pop gloss on, yeah. the, on the production side of it but like some of that stuff's really good yeah <laughs> like really good yeah uh, you know and, and I've heard the argument with Lady Gaga too I haven't really listened much to her but uh, but yeah there's some stuff that's just like it, music is a lot like food where some of it is is per like some of it you get a craving for something and it's just it's the only thing that will satisfy that craving craving yeah and sometimes I want to listen to you know dumb catchy pop music yeah and Katy Perry will scratch that itch I just yeah I, I don't know like there, there's something <laughs> here we go this is this is the part this is the part <laughs> of the podcast where we talk about <laughs> Katy Perry and Nickelback in the same sense nice I, I think like like with Katy Perry it's like she like it's like she like she gets what she's doing you yeah. know like she knows what she's doing she's making it you know and it's just like and she's also having a great time yeah she knows what she's doing and like it's just I, I saw something where somebody was like interviewing her about one of her songs like asking her about the lyrics and stuff and you know and she was like you could just tell like seeing her you know she was just like it's, it's you know I could talk I about know. it seriously but this is ridiculous yeah like, this is, <laughs> you know I mean I, how much further do you want me to go into in my skin tied jeans? Yeah, in you're a teenage dream. Like you know, it's yeah. like it's pretty. It's just supposed yeah. to be a fun anthem. But it's like then like a band like Nickelback is like I feel like they don't really like they don't no. know. You know what I mean? I don't like think they're so not like. I think they understand that they can play virtually the same song over and over again and make money from it. But I don't think that they. I think they genuinely think that they're doing something good. Yeah, and honestly, I think all like the hatred towards them. Uh, is just fueling it more because they they feel like they're in like a fight or something like yeah they're they're fighting for for art, maybe not artistic integrity but like I don't know and and they genuinely I mean they genuinely have I'm related to people who who love that band yeah 
You can't wait. You know, like they'll share. I was just talking the other day, actually <laughs> yesterday. I think with somebody. I was like, I was, I was like, I, I don't think I genuinely don't think I know a person who who likes that band. <laughs> but they, but and uh, that that's like a maybe I guess that's a testament to like the the small closed world of Nashville that we live in. Yeah, it's true. They're still one of the highest grossing tours. Yeah, and well, it's, and it's it's all because of you know it's just loud grungy angry rock like yeah. you know and and that that stuff will will sell forever because there there are dudes out there who were like don't know how to you know they have pent up emotions you know <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. because their dad ignored them or whatever you know and you know and the sensitive part of that will go towards you know the smiths or morrissey or somebody like that or dashboard confessional <laughs> i don't know maybe that's more girl centric but uh you know but they're also Dudes who who want to be aggressive and so they go to Stained or yes. Nickelback. Or, oh my gosh, who knows? Like I've yeah. never heard any of that stuff and been like, man. Like I, I think the closest I've gotten to liking Nickelback, full disclosure. Okay, I'm going go. to a dangerous territory. Here we go. Is that song from Spider Man, the first Spider Man soundtrack? I don't know. Uh, it's him. It's Chad Kroger and the and Josie something. He's another singer for I think Saliva, the band, which is a band. They're called Saliva. But but it was like a hero coming out away. I was like, okay. it's kind of a catchy song. But I think that was during the teetering point where like Nickelback, I didn't really know who they were. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I was like, oh, this guy really wants to be Eddie Vedder. Like you know, like you could tell yeah. the way he was singing. And but uh, I guess the closest I've gotten. And then I was quickly realized what it was. And then, and once again, like I mean, it sounds like being hipster snob, uh, judgy McJudgersons. Right. But like, if you love Nickelback, whatever. Like that's I don't know. That's that's who a, freaking cares. I don't a, care anymore. I will judge you. Yeah, I will in my judge own way. you. Ignore the fact. <laughs> I mean, know. we're probably not gonna hang out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have coming up next? What's going on uh, in the world of Daniel Ellsworth? Yeah, we uh, we are. Um, Getting ready to do some stuff with the collective. Mm-hmm. The Are you guys going on like a tour with it? Uh, I saw like tour dates on yeah on side or whatever. Yeah, we're doing uh, we're doing some tour dates with Street Corner Symphony cool. in December, and then oh, uh, that's fun. Yeah, and then after that we're uh, we're we're looking um, towards uh, we're looking at like spring, um, like March to, to maybe to start uh, March April to to start putting um, some some touring stuff together more along the lines of what we're doing this Sunday where we would um, it would be sort of in, like an evening with the collective oh cool you know, where everybody kind of plays plays their own songs and, that's a and, really good idea yeah uh, I think that, you know, that way we can kind of pull on, on on everybody's individual fan bases in different areas yeah. as well as it's a little bit of like it's another take on like the 10 out of 10 kind of yeah, thing that's yeah. actually really cool that's a good idea yeah it's I mean it's that sort of that same thing where everybody because everybody will play and sing on each other's stuff right and, and uh but everybody's different enough to where that yeah we did kinda... it we did uh, sort of a pre pre like a dress rehearsal kind yeah of thing. At the bluebird we we had to show okay. the bluebird the other week and it, and we kind of went in like not as prepared as we are going to be for this show, show on Sunday in. yeah um, but we sort of went in you know just okay we're gonna do some acapella songs and everybody's gonna play a couple of their songs and you know play and sing on each other's stuff or whatever and like it was really cool like it was cool like it was. Everyone, it, it, everyone is super diverse. Like I get, yeah. we knew that, you know. I mean, we know it. Like just talking yeah. about it and hearing everybody's different music. But like, I mean, every even even people that are doing more of just like the singer songwriter thing. Like everybody's voices and like style are so different mm-hmm. that like it's, but it all but it, it's all really interesting. I don't know. 
it was it was cool. It was just like I love I love the idea of everybody being so diverse, but then like you guys coming together to sing a song, yeah, acapella or whatever, and it totally. just being like like blends so perfectly. Yeah, you know, it's like the thing. It's always the things that shouldn't work, but do. They like are my favorite. They end up yeah. being like something, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So we're really looking forward to that, and then uh, Great Lakes are are gonna be touring. Um, gonna be braving winter and touring in January and February so yes since it's good luck so yeah the first sort of the, it's actually really the first opportunity for us to tour on this oh, yeah. new record because of sing off stuff oh and yeah our new guitar player is, that makes sense he's doesn't even live here yet um, oh wow yeah <laughs> well dude that's great uh, thank you so Done. much for for taking the time to come and, and be on the podcast yeah, I'll, man. I'll make sure I tell everybody to get to get the record and get it yeah Civilized man, get it at your local iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> that does it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to check out Daniel Ellsworth and the Great Lakes, you can do so by visiting www.danielellsworthandthegreatlakes.com. And, and be sure to uh, grab their latest record, Civilized Man, on the iTunes. Uh, and also watch The Collective on the finale of The Sing-Off, uh, which is, uh, I think, on Monday, November 28th on NBC. If you have anything to share about this week's episode or previous ones, you can write into the podcast at whowritesthestuffpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we may even read it on the show. Who knows? Also follow the podcast on Twitter at whowritespod as well as like us on Facebook. And that's it. So for Who Writes This Stuff, I'm Nick Flora. And you, hey, have a great week. And